What's up guys? I am starting this video to talk about how to pace yourself through a time trial. I recently did a one hour test. I uh, was really trying to just see where I'm at. Um, you know, when you're doing a time trial, I was taught that the first three rules of time trialing are don't start too hard, don't start too hard, and don't start too hard. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, you really need to, even though we're in the, the age of power meters, I'm obviously a huge fan of power meters, you need to be able to pace yourself and you need to be able to feel this effort out because you can really just, you know, you, you can screw yourself up. It's a very hard mental test. It's also something that an hour at your max is a really long time. Right, um, we're not doing these very often. Most people aren't. And if you are going to be a slave to the numbers and saying, you know, I gotta hit X, you, man, you might be at X and you might not be able to hold X for 20 minutes. So you need to feel that out. And the one thing that I would always add to those first important three rules is that you wanna finish strong. And it's actually something that I almost forgot in this effort. So I want to take a look and I haven't taken a look at this file. So this video is just riffing. Well, all I've done so far is I've gone in and I've broken the 60 minutes up into 10 minute chunks. We're going to take a look at this and just see what's going on. Um, plug for evoke.bike. Patrick and I have been putting in a lot of effort into our blogs. So go under the tools, go to the blog. We've got about 700 unique uh, views in the first three weeks. People reading them, a lot of comments. And that's what we want, man. We are here to evolve our cycling IQ together. People's comments and questions, it keeps the wheels spinning for everybody. Um, we are super excited about continuing to put out content, whether it be in written form, in video form. Um, we're going to be at a ton of races as usual, a lot of events. We've got camps coming. Um, hey, if you, by the time you see this, this is actually public. We got a New Year's Eve in Chile. It is going to be sick. You want to check that out. We only have seven spots left. We first opened this up to our athletes. Uh, a few people jumped on that ASAP. Um, with flight, it's under six grand. So if you're tired of the same old uh, party where people are getting wasted and blown into kazoos, um, how you can get wasted in Chile if you really want to, but we've got some sick routes listed, so check those out. So anyways, enough of that plug. Um, so I ended up doing, if you look here, here's a second lap. I averaged 391 and um, Sorry, this isn't going to be a fast run through because I really haven't looked at this yet. So average 160 beats per minute, 172 high. Uh, yeah, people who know me, I never used to use heart rate, but I'm using it now. Um, the past season. Whoops. Just was trying to get rid of that thing down there. Um, okay, so I started out and my goal, I was hoping for 380. And it really was one of those things where... Yeah, this is in the first 10 minutes. Okay, I got a little spicy at one point and I was like, dude, you need to chill. And this was, so we start at 34. Yeah, that seems about right. I was like six minutes in and it was just a short burst. I just, I don't know why I upped the, uh, the watts there, but let's see here. Okay. So the one thing that I like, and if you've read Training and Racing with a Power Meter, obviously, um, 
this first big fall off, a lot of times you can use this as your threshold power. So I'm over 400, which is good. Uh, I've been riding a ton of long endurance and haven't really been training the anything over tempo. I will <laughs> also crush myself for that last blog post of trying to make a point of, you know, how crappy I can make myself feel just off of a really high CTL. And I will be honest, I thought that I had to go to Florida for a digital marketing conference and I was going to have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, five and maybe six straight days off. So I was like, I'll go there and I'll, you know, I'll fast a little bit. I'll get skinny and I'll just recover because I'll just be going to this meeting and sleeping. And I came back, I still felt like crap. And I actually think I caught something on the plane because I was so run down and uh, came back, rode 140 miles, got really sick and didn't want to ride a bike. So read the CTL blog. CTL is not your race readiness. And yeah, we'll have another blog on that. But came out and I did the day before two 60 minutes. sweet spot over to 360 so I'm like you know what legs are feeling good I hadn't been lifting in a while because I had been sick and the nervous system had a chance to chill so I came out and I really wanted to hit 380 and I was rolling along and it usually takes me about 15 minutes and eh, no, that's a lie maybe like 12 minutes to get going um one trick in pacing so you know I'm not even looking at the power meter in the beginning it's really um, I don't know if this is true, but a guy told me a long time ago and it stuck with me um, that when you, you know, you, you get warmed up, let's say, and you go to a time trial and you get to the start line, there's always waiting around. Whether you are, you know, even if you get there like right before, you got to stop, your heart rate lowers down, you get on the thing, unless you like time it perfectly, but I wouldn't recommend doing that because the literature actually shows it doesn't even matter if you're warmed, if you're warmed up. Um, unless it's a prologue, like if you're warmed up and you have 30 minutes, you're fine. Just don't think that you're not going to be, um, ready to go. Okay. Just, you know, just like a crit, it's going to start, it's going to be hot and heavy, but like you'll settle in. So for the time trial, which is kind of how I approach these, um, you're going to go out and you're going to have a time trial where you feel like Superman. Okay, and that's when you remind yourself, don't go too hard. You're also gonna have time trials where you just feel like dog poop and you can't let yourself be psyched out because this is a mental game. Half of this sport is mental. The only reason I've won so many races is the mental side. I truly believe that. I've had some amazing mentors that have my mental game like dialed and were huge on like, dude, believe in yourself. Literally, very short statement, believe in yourself. Most of us don't. And um, I've always tried to go to a start line, especially when I'm going up against pros and guys that are physically just way better than me and say, hey, you know what? I've done everything I can do. I'm gonna give it my best, here I go. And that's how I approach these types of tests. But I also don't look at it as a test because a test, I don't like tests, who likes tests? I don't wanna get like a pop quiz. Um, it's a benchmark, okay? If I have a crap day, I have a crap day, right? But then I know that in two weeks, I'm gonna go crush that number. So that's a win. Then I'll go feel good. So don't get yourself psyched out. So, you know, I'm trying to give you all the things that I think of when I'm going through this. So you're you're in the first 10 minutes. The first 10 minutes cannot feel hard. If they feel hard and you're below your number, just admit to yourself, I'm below my number. Today's not my day to crush it. So I felt pretty good. I'm cruising along here. 
And sorry to blow up your spot there. Um, cover 3.8 miles, first 10 minutes, 380. Second 10 minutes, no turns. There's a couple turns there, so I probably lost a couple watts there. Uh, another 3.8 miles, same RPM, hits a max. Um, no real surges. You know, you see 514 is my highest watts. Beats per minute, you know, it's gone up five beats per minute. Um, and I'm feeling good. And at this point, I'm telling myself, like, get through the second one, and then you're already, you're a third of the way through. So um, let's change this background. Let's get a little P Wally up in there. Um, second one, you know, you got to remind yourself this is an hour. And, and really... When you're going an hour, you cannot be feeling pain until 40 minutes because at 40 minutes, you still got 20 to go. And most people are only doing a 20 minute test. So here's the other thing, kudos to you. If you're doing an hour, guess what? Like nobody's doing it. I've got a bunch of my athletes finally doing these things. I mean, a lot of my athletes are finally buying into, man, I've been watching your Strava. All you used to do is ride endurance a lot. Makes you really fast. That's the key, okay? And then you come out on these tests and you give it, instead of having every power file like this, all my power files are like this, and then when I wanna do a hard ride, that number just goes up higher. You hold it longer, and your time to exhaustion is better. And then when we get towards race season, you start really turning the screw, and your FRC. So don't make every ride so, so darn hard. All right, so we're in the second 10 minutes. We get through this. Um, there's a little blip. I, I like religiously try to stay away from surges. Um, I'm actually surprised that's not higher. That must be the 485 right there. Okay, yeah, that's the 501. Um, you can see beats per minute going up. Cadence went down just a little bit, but I was turning it over. It was feeling good, getting flowy. Um, so yeah, 400. Let me see what the other one was. What am I mostly at? Sorry if this is working. I probably could have dialed this talk down, but then you know you don't remember all the little pearls that you want to give people. All right, it's pretty similar. Um, so I get halfway through, I'm feeling it, and I'm like thinking of the route, and I'm like, you know, trying to avoid corners and stopping and all that stuff. Um, so this had two stops, and this one was super coasty. So this probably would have been 385 again, but um, a watt down. So, you know, by now, you are you know what's going on. You know how you're feeling. You know what hurts, what doesn't hurt. And um, I'm starting to shift around more on the bike. So, you know, I've had to get used to this bike a little bit more. It's more of a classic geometry, which is awesome because it allows you to corner much faster. It allows you to ride much safer in the pack um this thing is so nimble i'm taking corners if you guys haven't seen it check out my allied alpha um it's the blinging pink 190 pantone and it is a bike that reminds me of like my basso diamante and hybrided with like a scott foil um no, a scott r1 before the foil came out it is zippy but it turns on a dime I love the Garneau bike. 
Um, the Garneau bike was sick. The Aero bike was super fast, but I always said I had a hard time cornering that. Cornering is not my um, forte, or uh, that that word's actually pronounced fort. I've learned, but uh, that's not my number one thing, um, as everybody knows. But this bike. Man, I'm ripping, for me, I'm ripping some corners that I thought you had to break through on my normal training routes. So anyways, the bike though, I'm shifting around a little bit, trying to slide forward a time to slide back. It allows me to use more of my hamstrings. Um, the other bike was just straight up quad and uh, it was like a TT bike. That's what an aero bike is. Aero bike is good for going straight. And um, I mean, blistering, when four, I must have caught some tailwind there. Um, did 4.1 miles. I probably wish I could get speed in there. And you can see I was just cranking a little bit harder for gear, 82 RPM. And then the last 20 minutes, I really, I've psyched myself out before. Um, I try not to do that. You know, I started getting a little antsy here and thinking I could push a higher wattage. Um, this is like 395 over 400. And that's, just, I was like, dude, you still have 15 minutes to go. Um, and then I get myself in the last 10 minutes and the way I break down the last 10 minutes is it's, um, um, this is power doping right here. It skews the numbers a little bit. As you can see, I averaged four fourteen for that 10 minutes. Um, my heart rate was still pretty good. I really think that the, uh, after overtraining myself, I wasn't getting over like 160. And that's when I was like, oh man, this is bad. Um, went out the other day and had it at like 178, um, after some hard efforts. But I think the sweet spot the day before really helped me out. The temperatures were super cool. You know, I'll be curious to see what I can do with this, um, this summer and got some long gravel races coming up where these efforts might, um, might come out, but really they'll be coming out later, like hour seven and eight of a, of a bike race. Um, I'll definitely be racing gravel worlds more correctly because I raced that one like an idiot last year, but Hey man, this is learning life lessons. So the last one, you know, I got surgery with five to go. Um, I'm trying to remember what got me like amped up a little bit, but really get yourself in the last 10 minutes and think about how hard and for, this is maybe everybody's different, but for me, a five minute interval is, is tough. You know, your VO2 maxing, it is, you get to the, to the end of five minutes and like you feel kind of cracked. Um, you need to make sure that that last five minute surge you don't do at minute 50 getting excited, right? Um, you got to finish strong. You want to be pouring it on. Like you want to cross the finish line like I just bossed the S out of that finish. And I would say every time trial that I've done extremely well at, that's how I felt at the finish. Um, the ones that you're like just holding on for dear life and you get across and you're like, God, I hope I had a good time. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't have a good time. Um, so this one, yeah, I mean, you can see that the top spike here is up to 420. So, um, you know, ended up, it was great. I was super happy with it. Um, I think even with those couple turns, if there's a real TT, um, Three ninety one, so I would say averaged out. If there was no turns, maybe it give me a couple more watts. And but soup, I mean, the computer gives me three ninety two with a time to exhaustion one hundred four. So happy with that right now, um, especially after everything kind of went sideways with the freaking CTL post. You know what? 
since I did for y'all, this is the post that I'm talking about, just to be sure. Um, right here, one massive reason why obsessing over your CTL can ruin your race season. It's just people think CTL or fitness in Strava is how fit you are. Um, it's not. It's not. Uh, beta, read the post. Beta alanine, free speed, and that's about it. So pacing, um, just remember, don't start too hard. Finish strong and ride by feel. And really, you don't need a power meter for time trial. So that's it. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please like us on Facebook. Like us on Instagram. Comment on things. You know, we're just trying to start a massive conversation. I feel like there's a big gap in people talking about training and putting out content and putting out things that can make you a better cyclist. I owe a ton of people massive thank yous, uh, mostly stemming from Genesee Valley Cycling Club in upstate New York. And along that journey through racing from there, from my old coach in Colorado who had moved from Rochester to people I've met in Nashville to now Memphis, Oklahoma City. Um, I'm so pumped to see where this journey continues to go. So literally this is why we're doing this. We want to have you make your journey better, get faster, drop people. Um, it's, it's really fun and you don't have to do, you don't have to make many sacrifices. So off my soapbox, see you guys later. I'm going to go drink some science sport protein. Plug, add Jack Jargo. <laughs>